0: Welcome to the Red Life Podcast, a podcast about living as a socialist in this world. I'm your host, Kieran Fatima, here with my co-host Moxie. If you like what you hear and want some bonus content, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash red life podcast. Welcome to the launch of Red Life Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be releasing new episodes every two weeks at this point. This first episode is on media bias. Our next one will be an origin stories episode where we discuss how we came to be who we are. It will be a launch special early release for all listeners and will be broadcast next week. If you want to see what kinds of unique bonus content we are offering, please visit patreon.com slash podcast. We are very excited to bring to you this episode and this show that we have been working on for several months. And I just want to say welcome to my co-host Moxie, who has been doing a lot of work on the back end, and we've been organizing ourselves and our thoughts. So hey, you want to introduce yourself, Moxie?
1: Yeah. Hi, Kieran. Um, Hi, everyone. My name is Moxie. I am really excited to be doing this. It was Kieran uh, suggested that we um, start a podcast and we discussed for a couple of months like what kinds of things we would like to talk about, how do we want this podcast to go and also just, just around discussing socialist ideas and having a conversational podcast that was accessible that people could listen to and download. Yeah, just to kind of really, really talk about our values, uh, what it is to sort of live in a capitalist, imperialist system, and how do we navigate our our values and our and our lives as socialists within that system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was a really great idea. And Kieran, you have a ton of ideas for shows, and she has this huge list done up already, which is <laughs> – <laughs> and there's some really great topics. <laughs> and um, yeah, do you want to talk about how we decided to, to yeah. do the first – podcast on media bias?
0: Yeah. So when we were first uh, getting together, we were discussing what we should talk about. I did come up with about 90 different topics that we could discuss for different episodes. Some of them will be multiple episodes. Some of them will branch off into other sub topics. So we're going to have a very wide ranging topics, but all having to do with what it's like to live as a socialist or a communist in this world. In the middle of an imperialist country like Canada or the US and the current events that are going on, but also the larger theoretical issues as well as issues of organizing and praxis and how mm-hmm. we can apply what we know into our, into our lives and into mm-hmm. our work. So, uh, the first episode we decided is going to be on media and the, the biases of the media because we felt that starting off as a new media show, a podcast, it's really important to address why Uh, People should uh, listen to what we're saying, you know, Uh, besides the fact that we're talking as socialists and communists. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that people understand that there are biases in every media outlet. Mm -hmm. So we don't we want to be transparent about that. And we want to build a culture of transparency, which includes looking at other media sources, especially traditional media sources, uh, as well as alternate media sources and looking at where their biases lie. So, you know, some of the things that we were discussing is, uh, for example, we I'm sure a lot of people have noticed that when you go on YouTube and you watch a channel, you watch a video by RT, you know, on the RT Russian TV network or the CGTN, the Chinese, China Global TV network, any of those like Russian, Chinese or press TV, which is Iranian uh, state network. If you, if you watch any videos on their channels, it says something like CGTN is funded in whole or in part by the Chinese government. <laughs> <laughs> or it says for RT, RT is funded in whole or in part by the Russian government. Oh, um,
1: so ominous.
0: Yeah, it's very ominous. And it links to like the Wikipedia page for that, because obviously Wikipedia is the source for everything, which we'll have another podcast on Wikipedia. And if you see it
1: too, Kiran, it's almost like a like a warning disclaimer, you know? Yeah. Warning.
0: It is. It is. It's it's definitely very ominous sounding. But then, you know, that's those are state media channels. So... In a way, you can see that YouTube is trying to inform people that these are these state media. Fine. But then you look at the wording that they use for something like BBC or CBC Mm -hmm. in Canada. And the wording is for BBC, it says BBC is a British public broadcast service. You know, and for CBC, it says CBC Radio Canada is a Canadian public broadcast service. You know, it doesn't say CBC is funded in whole or in part by the Canadian government, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't say the BBC is funded in whole or in part by the British government. Like mm-hmm. it just it just assumes that the British government state media is a British public broadcast service. But the Russian state media is not Russian public service.
1: So essentially, the CBC in Canada and the BBC in, <laughs> in Britain, they're they're a public service as a government. The, the government is a public service in those capitalist countries, but in the in the more sort of socially uh, socialist inclined governments, it's a government. You know, there's this negative connotation around government, right? Like as, a, as it's, but you know, capitalist countries, the government is the public broadcast service. Right. Your service.
0: <laughs> it sounds so much more neutral, right? It just sounds yeah. very neutral and magnanimous. <laughs> and and if you consider that capitalist countries, uh, you know, like Canada and, Brit- and Britain and uh, the US uh, with NPR and PBS and all those mm-hmm. public service uh, channels, they're also, they're, they're not just... State media run, but those states are owned by capitalism. Mm-hmm. Those states are beholden to capitalist corporate interests. Mm-hmm. And so they're not even, they're, they're really owned by capitalism, right? These are capitalist news services. They're in service of capitalism. And we wanted to kind of differentiate that because it's just to start with YouTube, but YouTube is, is only one place, right? I mean, it's a huge, huge uh, website and it's the second most uh, popular Web search engine, right after Google, and YouTube is also owned by Google, so it's actually Google yeah, that's yeah. still part. Of, it's all part of that. But we wanted to go into like who owns corporate media. You know, we know we can look at CGTN, we can look at RT, we can say, okay, these are state-run, these are state-funded, uh, however you want to put it. But we we don't. Most people will not look at CNN or New York Times or MSNBC and and consider where they're getting their funding from, who owns them. Because if you're going to go by who owns or funds a, a media channel, then you should look at who funds it. And you should look at all of them, not just the state ones, right? Moxie, I know you did some research on New York Times and some of those. So what did you find?
1: Well, uh, we have, okay, so if you look at, there's the, the something called the big six, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the
1: big six, these are billionaires. Six billionaires. So there's this idea of choice, you know, that somehow media in capitalist countries is about choice. This is democratic media. But if the same six billionaires and corporations are owning 90 percent of North American news, which also translate to to a huge chunk of global news, when you factor Mm -hmm. in the Internet and everything else, that's not choice. That's not a choice. So some of the things that we looked at were, so who are these billionaires? And the biggest billionaire, Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, he also owns the Washington Post, which is a pretty large, traditional media source in the United States. And then another, big billionaire, Warren Buffett. He owns a lot of well, he used to own. He actually just recently sold a lot of his media shares. But for a long time, he owned a lot of smaller local newspapers along the, the eastern coast of the United States. And making the connection with Warren Buffett, for instance, he has huge stakes in gas pipelines along that region so connecting the dots a little bit going "Hmm, why because you got to ask yourself why do these billionaires want to own newspapers
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: so I think that's that's you know that's something that I think a lot of people who are critically asking questions about how we get our information or what information is fed to us because it is fed to us right oh yeah Um, we always want to ask what is it about these newspapers and information sources that these billionaires who maybe have stocks in weapons manufacturing or oil manufacturing or you know pipelines of any sort gas oil whatever why do they want media
0: right yeah that that's the question it comes down to propaganda it comes down to being able to control how people the public think and what they think about and what they believe so for example like you know the article that you shared from business insider there this was an article from 2012 about the six corporations that own 70 or 80 Mm percent of the media and that's ge news corp disney viacom time warner and cbs and i'm sure that it's consolidated even further by now uh that in the last eight or so years oh totally yeah so yeah. And, you know, that's ju- that's just the TV channels, because then if you start looking at like like Moxie was saying, the Washington Post newspaper owned by Jeff Bezos, the New CIA Times. connection.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Sorry? Kira. the CIA connection. Yes.
0: Yeah. The CIA connection with Bezos, with Amazon having a six hundred million dollar contract with the CIA and owning Washington Post. I mean, it's that if that's not state controlled, I don't know what is, but at, at the, but still Washington Post has this, a recognition or some kind of reputation that it's a free media. It's a free yeah. press and somehow it's objective. And that's, that's what I really want to question is, is it objective? Is Washington Post objective? Is CNN objective? Is New York Times objective? I think people on the left will know that it, they're not, but I really want to, we really wanted to explore why we say that and for people who may be new to this kind of way of considering their media options Mm -hmm. and who may be Who either themselves or maybe somebody they know, like your parents or somebody, you know, or or care about might be consuming media from these sources, from these traditional big media sources, whether it's from TV or in the newspapers or even online. But you're still getting it from the same sources, even if you're, you know, if you go on CNN's Facebook page and look at the videos, it's still CNN, right? Even Mm -hmm. though you're getting your news online.
1: And Kieran, there's you know the other thing is that these news sources, there will be some, you know, truth and factual stuff that they're that they're delivering to us, right? That, that there is going to be some important content in that. But another question is like, why do they choose some stories over other stories to to feed to us? That's that's another aspect to look at and to think about while we're you know consuming these corporate media so called. St- Choice of stations,
0: (laughs) right? But you know, even when they, even when they do report factual news. So, for example, you know, you can look at something like a hurricane. You know, a hurricane hits the Caribbean or something, or or Florida, and. A lot of times you, you're looking for factual news. How many, you know, how, how fast are the winds? How many, how much destruction has happened? How many people have died or whatever's going on? You know, what, what, is there an evacuation, mandatory evacuation going on and things like that? So they will report objective facts as well. I'm not saying that they won't, but a lot of times even their objective reporting will be colored by all this other Commentary, right, or even what they will leave out. So I remember a couple years ago when there was a big hurricane and it hit Cuba, and there was all this, uh, all these articles came out in the traditional mainstream media about Cuba putting people into caves, right, to protect them, <laughs> and and it was it was shown as this backwards, like you know, savage thing to do, right? Look at that communist country doing, yeah. doing
1: putting people in caves during yeah. a hurricane.
0: Like how authoritarian <laughs> they're putting people in caves. And it turns out caves are actually some of the safest places during a hurricane. It's like naturally built protection.
1: As as opposed to like maybe talking about what was happening in the United States when a hurricane hits and how many people are becoming homeless because of it and being left On the streets. Right.
0: Back then they left it out. They completely left out how Cuba protected its citizens and how there were literally like 10 deaths while in Miami. There were like hundreds of deaths and and injuries. But, you know, they completely left that part out. And it was very much very biased. So even though they were reporting on a fact that Cuba was putting housing people in caves, but they were leaving out that they were they were bringing in all kinds of food products and health products and making sure that people were safe and health, like fed even in the caves, right? And the caves were there, they were putting them because they were the safest places because Cuba doesn't always have a lot of building materials because of the blockade. But all that context was left out of mainstream media sources. So again, even when they report on something, they leave things out and that what they leave out is also a product of their bias. At their corporate capitalist bias. We need yep. to we need to really be referring to these media sources as capitalist news sources. Yes. And we need to not be ashamed or afraid of saying that. We need to be calling CNN a capitalist news source. Mm-hmm. We need to be calling New York Times a capitalist news source. A capitalist news
1: source with imperialist agendas that's directly connected to the state. Because the, the, these corporations in a capitalist country are interconnected with the state, with their government. So their government, like the CIA, is going to influence that the, the new source in whatever way they can and that's just you know that that's a given just like in socialist oriented countries the, the the bias that socialist oriented countries will have will be about propping up the idea of socialism. Just like capitalism props up the idea of capitalism and imperialism to manufacture consent for for imperialist war. Like we all know when wars happen, what the media just shills for for like war, war, war. That's happening in, in, in capitalist corporate media information sources and in state controlled or the bad, the ominous state control media sources in more socialist countries—they're talking about peace and anti-war. So, of course, there's going to be a battle between the two of them to some extent, too, right, mm-hmm. Kieran?
0: Yeah. And uh, ultimately, we have to not be afraid of taking a side. And I think that's that's the issue: is that we need to abandon the idea that we have to be ecumenical to uh, to the right, you know, to the right wing, and to capitalism. We don't. We don't have to be ecumenical to them.
1: And we don't have to be neutral either like if we have an opinion on something like you know how liberal media will often say oh we have to look at both sides and there's truth to everything and you know to a certain extent sure of course you do but you can also have a stance and you can also be transparent about your bias and there's nothing wrong with that right
0: and and the, the, the truth is not on both sides the truth is the truth and we might want to uh, look at it in different ways from different angles but the truth is the truth people need food people need housing yeah. people are dying of covid these are truths exactly. and so if you if you present this as you know right now what's happening with the pandemic and china being blamed by all these media sources as well as by the trump administration and now with the anti china rhetoric uh, ramping up because of the the U.S. State Department ramping up its Cold War against China, you're seeing a lot of this uh, propaganda. I mean, it, the U.S. media and the Western media is full, It's saturated with anti-China propaganda right now. People are inundated with it and people don't even know what to think because everybody you talk to, they're just seeing it as it's just like... Written by God or something like there's no questioning that China is doing these horrible things, taking like fucking organs of people and eating them and like just horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible stories that nobody is fact checking. Nobody is actually checking where these stories are, stories are coming from, because they're all coming from right wing sources that are that don't have any actual people on the ground that's where Mm -hmm. these sources are coming from like adrian zenz and the gray zone which is a great channel has done a lot of great work um investigating this stuff one of the other things i wanted to talk about was that the u.s especially the u.s government as well as other imperialist countries have a direct hand in the so-called free media of of these countries too so for example um i know that movie studios a lot of movie studios consult with The CIA and the FBI, and that's how they get access to various equipment for the filming and the locations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They have to consult, like they, the screen, the scripts have to go through the CIA before they get approved, before they get funded. So there's a lot of that kind of collusion that happens. The New York Times has admitted that it passes its stories through the CIA before it publishes them, uh, especially stories having to do with foreign policy. Of course, we talked about Washington Post being owned by Jeff Bezos, who has a contract with the CIA as well. You were talking about the Atlas Libertarian Think Tank, which is funded mm-hmm. by Koch brothers. So do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so The Intercept, which is um, a sock Dem podcast, and they have some really great information on there, some good investigative stuff that happens. And I was listening to it, it's a couple of years ago, and they did um, an investigative podcast on the Atlas uh, think tank. It's a libertarian think tank, which is directly funded from the Koch brothers. And for those of you who don't know who the Koch brothers are, which I'm sure you do at this point, the Koch brothers are a billionaire oil industry team of of devilish brothers um, who are libertarians and who are also anti-climate change. So they also fund a lot of different uh, anti-climate change think tanks. So this libertarian think tank, Atlas, is operating primarily in Latin America and they are organizing in Latin America with other right-wing or right-wing oriented groups in in Latin America. So they help to fund these other right-wing groups, like in Brazil, for instance, who will help to change the course of, of leadership in, in their government. And so there's direct connections there, but they also, interestingly enough, were given money from the CIA. I think it was the uh, Democracy Endowment Fund I think that's what it was called. National
0: Endowment for Democracy? Thank you.
1: Yes. So the Atlas Libertarian Think Tank, which is primarily funded from, or at least highly supported from the Koch brothers, was also supported from the U.S. government. So there's there's another connection, Kieran, of like how big capitalist uh, agendas of corporations are directly connected to capitalist governments. So mm. there is the information that is fed to different or influenced in Latin America is kind of funneled down this little decentralized chain, right? Which is another thing actually, you and I were talking about this the other day. The decentralization of corporate media, because they have, you know, all these billionaires have stocks and shares and and all of these different subsidiary companies and all of these different board members on all these different companies, like it's a real like puzzle if you really want to investigate like where, where the money is coming from, right? Where in state media, it's like, you know, the state media, and I'm calling it that because that's, that's what's fed to us, right? State media, corporate media, where state media, you know, is coming directly from a government that is fairly centralized, for the most part. Like, would that be accurate, Kieran? Do you think?
0: Well, it depends. Like in China, that's true. But yeah, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, in Russia, it might be true to some extent.
1: Yeah, to some extent, or at least to a a greater extent than than all of these sort of billionaire corporate media sources. Um,
0: But it's funny because they also go back to being centralized because they're all getting funded by the NED and the CIA. You know, they all have a contract. So in a way, they say they're (laughs) decentralized, but I don't know if they are. But
1: true. Yes. So, yeah, it's just more of – Yeah, because at the end of the day, we still know who's controlling the media, right? Like in in, in, uh, capitalist countries. So, yeah. And well, the connection you made with the CIA, like Anderson Cooper on CNN is like, oh, I used to work for the CIA. (laughs) So why are you? (laughs) Okay, and now you're an anchor. You're not only from a billionaire family yourself, but you know, you're.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's one one of the Vanderbilts
1: exactly you're now a news anchor so you know naturally they're gonna have a bias to imperialist agendas right and that's
0: why they never have actual communists on these channels ever they will never have an actual marxist uh especially marxist leninist never not in a million years they're afraid of us they know that when we go up there we convince people they're scared of us that's why they blacklist us yeah so the other thing was um imperialist countries and their governments especially the US also fund for example voice of america mm-hmm. and all the all the are radio free networks all over the world radio free asia radio free europe all these radio free channels as well as well as the voice of america channels so like radio free pakistan i know they're all us funded the cia funded so these are all doing and this is where you when you look at the so called proper uh, the so called Uyghur concentration camps It always goes back to RFA, Radio Free Asia, and that's a U.S. government channel. So the U.S. government is basing all Ah. of this propaganda against China on the source that itself is funding. Mm -hmm. So you know, that's just a nice little sort of snake eating itself situation. And mm-hmm. people believe it, people don't question it, people don't even know what to question. And people just believe it, and they regurgitate it. And then they harass people who, who even question it, right? If you yeah. even question it, you'll get so much anger by people who think you're questioning God or something, you know?
1: Well, and that's the thing, you remember, you made the, the you know, that connection around Cuba, after hurricane, putting everybody in caves, I think the one thing that we got to ask ourselves is. Why? Why caves? And then, if you just ask a simple question, why? Sometimes, like why? Why would a country do that? Then you can start to find out the the facts around it because corporate media is going to leave that stuff out, especially around Cuba or China, right? Especially around those two places.
0: One thing that as a and when I when I studied anthropology in college, uh, one of one of the there was a lot of crap that I've since you know denounced but there were some things that were re- really useful and one of the things that was useful was that we should never take the word of somebody who's telling us that somebody did something because yeah. they're crazy because they're mm-hmm. ba- ma- they're mad they're crazy they're insane it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense if something doesn't make sense it means you don't have all of the information yet Yeah, that's what that means. If you don't understand why Cuba would put people into caves and you're being told it's because Cuba's communist and they're crazy, you need to just question, like, (laughs) what does that mean? Why would somebody because they're they're not irrational. Nobody in this world, especially not governments and big groups of people are irrational. They do things rationally. And we just have to figure out why they do it. it you know, all of the good and horrible things and everything in the middle that happened in, in the world are happening for reasons. And those reasons are what we need to investigate. And if the media doesn't want to do it, then we, it's up to us to do it ourselves because they're just feeding us a bunch of brainwashing bullshit. Yeah. We don't have to swallow it. Exactly. The other thing was we have to also question... Where some of these imperialist corporate medias are connected to, for example, mining companies, fossil fuel companies, weapons companies, pharmaceutical companies, and things like that. So if we make those connections, look at the ads that are sh- being shown. Look at the – go and d- do the research on the different uh, guests that people have, that that they have on these shows. You know, a lot of times you will find that they're connected to these industries. Oh, the experts. All the experts. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true. They bring them on and they talk as though they're experts and we're supposed to just take their word for it. And half the time, most of the time, they're like working for some horrible mining corporation. They have shares in uh, oil companies and things like that. So we need to really look at like why we're listening to these people as though they're experts and they're being presented as Mm -hmm. that, you know?
1: Mm hmm. And that's the thing. It's like these experts are chosen specifically by these media sources to give the facade that they're being neutral or you know giving uh, good factual evidence. But these experts are coming with a, a huge amount of bias, and they're not going to explicitly be saying that. Maybe some will, but overall, they won't explicitly say, "I'm biased because I own you know twenty percent shares in in you know some." fracking company or weapons manufacturing company, they're not going to say that, but their spin and what they give as their expert advice is going to be biased in, in favor of wherever they have their money. Yep. Because at the end of the day, capitalism is about profits and they're going to find different manipulative tactics to, to make sure their profits are
0: growing. Exactly.
1: Right? Right. And that's an important factor in capitalist media, corporate capitalist media, is it's about profits at the end of the day. So they might be giving us some truth here and there. They might be giving us tidbits of of good factual evidence, but they'll leave out certain things or they'll imply certain things like implying that Cuba is crazy for putting people in caves after a hurricane. So they might not explicitly say that, but the implication is there because then that will favor what the United States is doing, but they'll also leave out information of what the United States is doing during a crisis or a pandemic, Because they won't want to to shine a negative light on the capitalist system in general and how much of a failure it really is. And they're invested
0: in capitalism. So they want to make sure that, whether it's directly or indirectly, that they are always propping up capitalist enterprise, capitalism itself. 100%. So we have to keep that. We have to follow the money. We have to look at where the people are getting their money where people have invested their money, where people are getting their funding from, their grants from, things like that. And then we need to look at that's who they're beholden to because that's who calls the shots, okay? If you're getting your money from the NED, the National Endowment for Democracy, by the way, you can go on the website for the NED, the National Endowment for Democracy, and you can actually look up all the places that they're giving money. They have a whole database of... Thousands of organizations, media sources, and everything that they give money to. And it's right there. But if you go on the National, Demo- uh, National Endowment for Democracy website, you can see all mm-hmm. of their so- all of where they're... And that's just one place. There's also USAID. There's also other fronts that the CIA and the U.S. government have where they give money to organizations that are supposedly building democracy, which means trying to create capitalist states in countries that are either poor or that are socialist, things like that, or trying to bring down the regimes like what they're doing in Hong Kong. All the Hong Kong protests, right, have been funded by NED as well. There's been lots of money that the NED has given to the protesters in Hong Kong openly. It's been it's open. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's it's public knowledge. (laughs) It's been like it's been declassified so it's like uh, you know the US just shut down uh, the Chinese embassy and um, the Chinese consulate in Houston right and say and saying, saying that they were funding or they were supporting the Black Lives Matter protests somehow but there's no evidence of that but the US actually does support all these right wing protests in China and Venezuela and all these mm-hmm. places and there's actual evidence of that but nobody seems to give a shit and that, that never comes up that never is you know there's nothing that's ever done about that so we have to keep yeah. those things in yeah. mind. So what do you think are some ways that people can look at media, even corporate capitalist media, and like ways to consume it in a way that's conscious and that doesn't feed the sort of the biases that uh, they're trying to portray?
1: Well, I think I think what's important is that we do, one way is to kind of counter corporate bias, capitalist media bias, is to also look at good media sources that give you different kinds of facts. So you mentioned the gray zone, right? There's also telesaur English that talks a lot about different struggles and different things in Latin America. I, I like that media source quite a bit. There's also the People's Voice, which is a very working class newspaper that covers a lot of global working class issues and it's super accessible let's name some sources there's podcasts there's kieran actually just introduced me to one the red nation they also have really great guests they counter a lot of sort of corporate capitalist colonial media biases and they kind of go in a little deeper to 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 the politics of of um colonialism
0: yeah so there's there's these independent sources that you're talking about that are sort of either funded by donations or fund like by individual yes. donations, or that are somehow funded in, in a way that's not corporate funded. Um, so yeah, like exactly. the gray zone and things like that.
1: But also, like Kieran, so there's like countering countering that information by getting, you know, some good left leftist media sources. But also too, just like you mentioned earlier, asking those questions about like, well, why? Why would they do that? You know, like, wh- why are they you know, leaving out certain information or why are they choosing these so-called experts to talk about this subject? How do those experts talk about the subject? Does it Do they talk about it more favorably if it's around a pro-pipeline thing, for instance? You know, there was a... CBC did um, a... That's the Canadian Broadcasting Station. They did this article about the statues um being defaced racist statues being defaced Ryerson being one of them who was a residential school an Indian residential school advocate for the government for the Canadian government and they made a quote I can't remember the exact quote right now but we can post the link but they made a quote saying that he was just an education advocate (laughs) as if it was something like how dare people deface his statue when he was an education advocate. So asking about why somebody would deface a statue for an education advocate, for instance. So just asking simple questions like that, right? Yeah,
0: being critical, having critical thought is really important. And I was going to say that it's also important to look at state media, other states media, there's nothing wrong with reading CGTN, there's nothing wrong with reading RT, that you don't have to agree with every single thing that they put out, you don't have to agree with everything press TV puts out. But there's some really useful stuff that they put out that is not covered by Western media. Exactly. You know, I I follow all of these channels and with uh, to various Extents I might not agree with like 20-30% of what they're putting out there For various reasons like RT Sometimes has pretty questionable stuff But at the same time they also Highlight and platform Angela Davis Mm -hmm. And like a lot of people on the left That Western media will never platform Mm -hmm. That they platform them So you know we also have to look at alternate Media like Democracy Now Or The Intercept and we have to be critical With them too because some of them the Young Turks, for example, some of them have very questionable sources as well or very questionable takes on some things. Jacobin is another one. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm i not saying that only the sort of left, quote-unquote, left media is something to listen to. I think they have their own biases. I think they have their own issues with capitalism. And some of them have s- started to sell out or have very bad takes on imperialism. So I think we have to be critical with all these sources, whether yes. they're corporate sources, other state sources or independent left sources we have to be critical and we have to use our own critical thinking and like you said we should be questioning why 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 somebody's doing something and not just uh, not just accept that somebody's doing something because they're crazy people don't do things because they're crazy they do things because (laughs) they have reasons their reasons might not be your reasons they might not make sense to you if you had this if you are in the same situation you might not think the same way but they have their reasons yes and we have to kind of understand where they're coming from and that really helps explain so much of the world you'll feel better about About the world, having those kinds of things in your mind and understanding the world better will make you feel better in the world. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important that we consume media in a way that's very conscious and we triangulate. You know, I call it triangulation, where I will read the same, you know, about the same story. I can read it. You know, I can read about the ousting of uh, Eva Morales in Bolivia on CNN. Or, or New York Times, which has a very pro-coup bias, right? They mm-hmm. were very pro-coup. And then I can read about it on Telesur, and then I can read about it on CGTN, and then I can read about, the, about it on, you know, uh, Gray Zone or something. And then I can, I have to try, I, I it's up to me to triangulate all those news sources and find where I find the kernels of truth. Mm-hmm. And, and again, my bias as a socialist, as a communist, is going to be, against capitalism yes. and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that that's who i am That's yeah. i choose to be that yeah you know because i have done my studying and i i have understood that capitalism is destructive to the world to the to people and to the planet so why should i could why should i give them the space and like the benefit of the doubt exactly is my, you know that's that's the whole thing
1: and it's fine to be transparent yeah. and i think that that this like i i'm i really really deeply believe in the transparency of our, of our opinions and our biases, because I think as a good socialist, that's where we want to shoot from the hip from anyways, right? We want to, we want to be critical. We want to be, uh, you know, as, as, self-reflective as possible. We want to have conversations with people. We want to challenge our, 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 our our opinions on certain things. And and we want to have a lot of integrity when we approach something. So it's fine. Like as a socialist, like this, this is our agenda here, you know, with, with a podcast like this, our agenda is to discuss our values and our, our critical perspective as socialists. That's it. That's, that's what we're talking about here. And we're not claiming to be any kind of experts on the media, for instance, in this, in this podcast, we're not, but we're also people who are getting fed this information from constantly, like 24 seven, when you think about media as being like advertisements and social media and all of these other things that we're bom- literally bombarded with like 24 hours a day. <laughs> so right. we want to make sure that whatever we're being bombarded with, that we're questioning.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing is when you when you mention social media, um, the U.S. government also has and other governments, too, like all like all the major governments puts billions of dollars into social media. Right. Mm-hmm. And into propaganda on social media. And we think it might be just ads or something that show up, but it's not. It's actually just accounts that look like they're normal people and they're making normal comments mm-hmm. but they're they're saying things that are obviously pro imperialism. Mm-hmm. I don't I I think so. where where does all those billions of dollars go? It doesn't go into ads. Otherwise you would be seeing a lot more fucking ads mm-hmm. because you see what you're seeing is, you know, like in in Saudi Arabia and Israel, this is like common knowledge that there are like teams of people sitting running multiple accounts on social media and you know promoting all of this propaganda. So like a lot of those comments that you see that are like horrible, that are just like the, the you know, spreading all this anti-China, anti-Venezuela, all of this propaganda uh, might be paid channels, might be paid uh, accounts. We don't know that, of course. But what I'm saying is that don't rule it out. Don't rule it out mm-hmm. because that money is going somewhere. Those billions mm-hmm. of dollars is going somewhere.
1: And Kieran, what was just a couple of years ago, there was evidence of that tech company that was influencing Elections. Cambridge,
0: An- Cambridge analytics or something. Thank like you. Yeah.
1: yeah. And cloud companies too. And just, just to, just to go with like the idea of the $600 million contract with Jeff Bezos and the Washington Post is the CIA wanting to increase its reliance on cloud computing services. Mm-hmm. So, and, and with multiple tech companies. So again, big question mark. What does that mean? when we know for certain that the CIA is all about the imperialist agenda. And and influencing different projects, right? Like we yeah, know that already. Yeah. That's that's just a given. So yeah, why wouldn't they create a whole bunch of bots on Twitter and, and Instagram and yeah. Facebook and social social media influencers?
0: You know, right? Why would, right. Why wouldn't they do that? You know, it's funny when like you see like all these accounts that are like K-pop fan accounts like for korean <laughs> pop music and then like s- during like the bolivian coup all of a sudden they're like anti morales like out of nowhere like yeah. they've never talked about bolivia before and they've only been talking about korean pop music or like a sports account that's all about sports but then turns around and starts supporting you know us uh, bombing of damascus or something and it's like exactly. out of nowhere and <laughs> it's like wow that's really random <laughs> So, exactly, yeah, it just makes oh you think. Gosh. It just makes you think. And it's a good idea to think. It makes you think, too. It- I mean, just, you know, some of these things are never going to be declassified. Some of them will be declassified 20 years from now. Yeah, by, the- by then people have moved on to something else. So that happens. There's stuff that's declassified now about how the U.S., you know, ousted democratically elected leaders or assassinated them and Patrice Lumumba uh, you know Muhammad Masadek in Iran mm-hmm. so, so things like that all of that is declassified now but like it, you know the stuff that's happening now it's secret right so we can't we can't if you talk about it oh you're a conspiracy theorist which is of course <laughs> which is itself a CIA pr- a tactic right it's mm-hmm. the, the, literally the use of the term conspiracy theory was created by the CIA yeah. to discredit actual investigative reporting yeah. So anyway, so I think we've covered a lot. And of course, there's more. So we're going to make detailed show notes. That's going to be available on our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash red live podcast, you can sign up Uh, even up to even uh, at the $1 level, you can get access to the show notes. And there's other other bonuses that you can get if you sign up for more. So please check that out. That's patreon.com slash red podcast. And we're going to have show notes on this uh, that show a little bit of the background about the corporations, the media corporations that we've discussed, as well as some other ones that we didn't even have time to get to. Mm-hmm. So so I think we've covered a lot. It's really important to use critical thinking and to look at different sources and not just one kind of source.
1: Yeah, exactly. I agree with you 100 percent. And I do think like this is this is such a large a large topic and really at the end of the day i think that the point that we're trying to make here kieran is about let's be critical about the information that's being fed to us and let's ask questions about that let's then go and do our own research let's triangulate different media sources and let's really just be constantly aware Of people's biases and agendas in in the media sources, in the so-called choices of media sources that we have. And just really be critical and have conversations with people about it. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah,
0: we're all trying to navigate a very confusing media landscape. Thank you. That's exactly it. And also listen to your comrades. Like, you know, one of the ways that I use social media is uh, one of the only reasons I still stay on social media, even though I sometimes really hate it is that uh, my comrades are a great source of information, you know, like the people that I follow, both who are comrades that I know in real life, as well as people that I know online that I've built trustworthy relationships with over yeah. the years. They're great sources of information. So uh, I know I can turn to them and ask them something or just follow their, you know, they can post they can be posting about what's going on with the current event that's going on and or some kind of investigative piece. And it's really I think that collectivity is really important, too, because not one person cannot think of everything, you cannot critically think of everything, you cannot investigate everything. So it's really important that we pool our resources together. And we listen to each other. And we build those relationships that takes time, it does take time, but it's possible to do.
1: Totally. Yes.
0: Okay, well, on that note, I think we're done for today. I think so. That was great.
1: That was great. Thank you, Kieran. And I, you always make me think about things, too. Like, you've mentioned a couple things in here that we haven't even talked about leading up to this recording. So I'm like, mm, oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to go look at that. <laughs> so oh, thank you shit. for that. Like what? Uh, well, just about like I want to go back and look at the uh, the hurricane coverage about the, Cuba because I do remember vaguely that, but I want to just have a look at it again because it's now piqued my interest about how how the United States really or the cap, uh, corporate capitalist media really um, implied these negative things with Cuba when, meanwhile, they dealt with the hurricane like so well, you know, and compared to yeah. the United States, so that kind of stuff, and um, and I also want to look up some more board board membership on some of these <laughs> on mm, some of mm-hmm. these shares in, in other media sources.
0: Yeah, I was actually looking up uh board members for Lockheed Martin and Raytheon and stuff like that and I was trying to make connections between them and a lot of them are have connections with the military so all, like ah. a lot of them are former military. Uh, um a lot of them have shares in other co- other large corporations and in other industries like pulp or uh lumber or something like that paper and lumber you know like basic essentials they're making bank with it right yep. so um the, the so there's these connections there's connections with with mining companies as well so some of the people at Lockheed Martin's board of directors actually work uh, actually have like mining interests as well they work on they they're on the board of directors of some mining companies so there's definitely uh connections there but what i couldn't find is the media corporations boards of directors like I don't know if they have boards of directors or if they just have executives like I was trying to find that and I couldn't find it in time so or sh- it's okay.
1: shares uh, you know different yeah. companies might have shares yeah. or stocks and in- and you
0: don't even you don't know what shares that somebody owns privately too right like oh, you totally. don't know Like, somebody, you know, we can tell, like, with some sources that are out there, but you don't know if the CEO of CNN owns shares in Lockheed Martin. Like, that could be a personal, his private fucking portfolio might have it, right? We don't even know. Unless he sits on the board of directors, we don't know, right? So,
1: so one thing that Marx said about the media, Karl Marx, he said, The class which has the means of material production at its disposal has control at the same time over the means of mental production. So generally speaking, the ideas of those who lack the means of mental production are subject to it. The ruling ideas are nothing more than the ideal expression of the dominant material relationships, the dominant material relationships grasped as ideas. Yes. That kind of sums up what this show was really breaking down, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The people who are running the show, pe- the, the ruling class is the one that's actually creating the ideas. So the ideas of the, the ideas of the ruling class are all the, also the ideas of the time period. So that's yeah. exactly it. And, you know, in places like Cuba and China, where the, where the ruling class is socialist, is working class people, their state media are bound to be more geared towards that, towards mm-hmm. their interests. And here in the capitalist countries, our media, all media, whether it's so-called state media or so-called non-state media, which is just state media in a different form, or capitalist media, the media here in the Western countries and the imperialist countries are going to be more geared towards upholding and preserving capitalism. And that's just a fact, and we need to keep that in mind when we consume media. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day.
1: Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Life Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already done so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media at Red Life Podcast and please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash redlifepodcast. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of each other.